the volume. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Catching Fades is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other other fantasy sports, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Catching Fades. Man, we here with uh, De La Salle legend, U- UCLA legend, uh, Jacksonville Jaguar legend, my dog, MJD, Maurice Jones-Drew, man. What's up, baby? Elite, man. It's good to see you, man. It- it's been a long time since you were with the Rams. We got a chance to hang out a little bit. I know, right? Talk. It- I know, it's right? good to see you, though. I'm glad you're doing well. I mean, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be like you, man. You know what I'm saying? Get my media thing going, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Have a smooth transition. You know what I'm saying? I want my transition to be smooth as yours. Man, you you're killing saying? it right now. You're doing everything. Like I said, you before this, I told you, you jumped ahead of me, uh, which is good because <laughs> it opened up doors for myself. Uh, but you yeah. great job. Uh, my boy, Dan, we do a podcast um, every Wednesday, so I have that. But you did a great job on that Fox call with, the Washington uh, football team in Detroit Lions. That was a good call, man. You did a great job. I appreciate it, man. It was it was it was different. It was different, man. You know, I had to find that rhythm. It was like a game, though, MJ. It was it was like preparing for it, all the studying and stuff. Then once I got there, I was nervous, and then I started off like oh everywhere, and then by the second half, I was calm. I had some. I didn't play so many football games like that. You know what I'm saying? It was it was the flow of it was so similar to a football game. It was crazy, bro. It, it, it was crazy. Did you ever you ever call the game in the booth like that? Yeah, so what I do for the Rams, I do that on radio, right? So I don't right. have the TV. That's what I thought. Of it, but uh, I've called games on, on television a couple times. It, it, it's different. Like, TV just has different cadences, right? So, right. like, the, the TV call when you're calling games, it's like you get 20 seconds to kind of 
put your thoughts together and spew it out and still try to be entertaining. Uh, yeah. When you're on the studio side, you get three minutes, right? Uh, two to three minutes, a kind of a little bit longer. But the best part is either like Good Morning Football or those talk shows that you could talk for eight, ten minutes or a podcast where you could talk for 40 minutes straight. And exactly, exactly. Breathe, you know, but man, like, it, it's tough because a lot of people, they don't understand the what it takes to be a football player and then what it takes to be an, uh, an analyst calling a football game. You got to study just as hard. You got to know the ins and outs of both teams, right? Like, yeah. So you really got to study more because I ain't never really have to study another team defense. You know what I'm saying? I just study offense and get ready for get ready to go. Now I got to study two offenses and two defenses. So really, you study a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? But hey, it's I, I, that's what that's why I retired too. I I, I kind of was like, man, I'm I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. I'm yes. I'm one of the pros who really study. I really you know what I'm saying. I really. Take heed to what I'm doing, man. I, I I believe in this stuff. I really, you know what I'm saying, put time into it. So I was like, man, if I can't put this kind of time into it no more, I'm, I'm, a, I'm that's when I'll be done, right? Call myself retired. Shit, I'm right back studying. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat, MJD, man. I'm doing the same thing over again. The, the crazy thing is I felt the same way. When I retired, I was like, look, man, I just don't have the energy to take tape home. You know, I got kids right. and they got their stuff going on. I want to spend time with them. But then I still want to work, right? I just don't want to go cold turkey. So right. I end up, you know, I end up getting in the, the, the TV, the, the media side of it. And then all of a yeah. sudden I'm like, man, I'm over here taking work home and I'm on the radio and I'm doing all this talking and you don't want to sound crazy. So you got to know, you know, and that, exactly. to me, the best thing about it is I get to see the, the league from a 30,000 foot view, right? I get to see it from right. uh, not just as a player, like where I'm studying the linebackers, I'm studying the defense, or like you said, studying the other offense, I get to see right. the New England Patriots scheme and how Tom Brady makes it work. And exactly. I can go to Cleveland and see what they're doing. And Seattle, mm -hmm. you just bounce around and you can kind of see like, oh, this is why the New England Patriots win all the time. Right? Exactly. It kind of it kind of make you a fan again, right? It kind of, that's what I feel like, man. It's like, now I'm like, oh, shit, the game on. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I ain't been like that since I played, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, since before I played, you know what I'm saying? Since I was a Cowboys fan. So man, I'm, I find myself watching all the big time games, man, and, and jotting stuff down. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening. Got the volume up. I'm listening to guys all the time now. So it's it's dope, man. I, I'm definitely enjoying my transition with, with you. What made what made you know you want to do that? How you know you wanted to be in the media, or did you know, or did it kind of just fall stumble on your plate, or how that how that went? Well, it's crazy. So it's it's a it's a pretty detailed story. So when I got to UCLA. They made us all take this remedial English class, right? Um, just because you're an athlete, they want you to be able to right. speak in front of the media. You're in Los Angeles, all these different things. So I had this teacher, and I went to Catholic school, right? So you talked about Dallas House, all boys Catholic school. So you got to know what you're doing. Uh, so the teacher was like, "You're too advanced for this," but the athletic department wants you. They want you in here. So I'm going to have you prepare a statement or prepare like a thesis and write it out, and then I want you to present it in front of your boys. So. Right. What people don't know is the hardest thing to do in life is to like talk in front of your <laughs> right in front of people. So my home talk pro talk talk professionally, talk professionally oh, around them. You the know what I'm saying? Right. So they, <laughs> yeah. they're throwing stuff at me, they're laughing at me. But throughout those 10 weeks, I got comfortable being in front of the camera. And so as I started or being in front of them, so as I started playing well at UCLA, you'd be in front of the camera more and more. And then when I got to the league, uh, my agent was like, Man, would you even think about doing media? And I was like, I don't know, like I don't even know how to do it. So I'm yeah. in Jacksonville, small market. So they were like, well, look, we're going to get you a radio show your rookie year. So I had a little 
radio show paid me like 10 grand a, a week. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice little money. Yeah, nice travel mm-hmm. money or whatever you want to call it. We call it tennis shoe money. Um, yeah. And then from there, I got a TV show with the Jaguars. They're Jaguars All Access. I did it for two or three years. And I was like, I kind of like this, right? Like, yeah. it's not too crazy where I have to do too much, but it's nice enough where, like, when I'm done playing, I can, you know, make money and still be around the game of football without getting hit. So definitely, uh, I started doing the car washes and the different things. And every year I'd go to ESPN or NFL Network or Fox and do stuff each year. And then I did that broadcast boot camp my second year. Oh, yeah. And from there, I was like, I'm for sure going to do this because I see, you know, you see now you see Tony Romo making this crazy money and right. all these other guys, Michael Strahan. And then those guys are excelling at their job. And it's still you're still competing. Right. Which which, right. which I love. Like I still get the opportunity to compete. I get to be around football and you make a good amount of money. And so for me, mm-hmm. it was like those are three things you want to do. Like I'm a competitor. I can't, I mm-hmm. can't go play basketball at 24 hour fitness because I fight every time. Right. Found me too hard. So I can't do that <laughs> aspect. Uh, it isn't football, right? So I'm not happy with it. And so it just, it kind of was a natural transition into, and I wasn't, wasn't really big into like opening up businesses and doing other things. I yeah. was kind of just like, you know what? This is a great niche for me and just took it from there. Yeah, that's, that's dope, man. That's dope. See, See, you say your rookie year, you had a radio show, and like, so you kind of, you kind of set that thing up, man. That's shit with me. This shit kind of just stumbled on my plate. Like I got to LA, and next thing you know, I was in doing NFL Network, going out there once a week. I think Tuesdays or something. I was doing that. You know what I'm saying, met with a couple of people. Next thing you know, the pandemic was. We was locked down. Boom! I got a call from Fox. I mean, a call from United Talent Agency from uh, JB and them. Like, man. Fox wants you to do this uh this audition for the booth. I'm like, oh shit. So it's kind of was like, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of just fell on my plate, man. But then once I really started doing it, I, I left that game. I was on my way to the airport, right? And I was just thinking, I'm looking at the Twitter and shit. I said, cool feedback, man. I'm like, I'm like, this shit might be all right, bro. I might, it might be my calling, man. Cause I, I always enjoyed watching tape, man. I enjoyed like studying these dudes, like, why they cold? I, I always did it, man. I always was a real fan. Some guys just play sports. Some guys don't even watch football. Right. I mean, then you got some guys who are real fans of the game, right? I always been like a real, real fan of the game uh, since like high school. You know what I'm saying? Before high school, man. I think really, really once I got to high school, though, I, I became like a super fan of the game, man. And uh, really thinking I can go to the NFL and stuff. So. Man, it's crazy just uh, how much this this shit make you go back to being a fan of the game, man. Well, it's L.A., right? Like, you get an opportunity, right. you 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 start in Tampa, you go to New England, you go to Denver, then you end up in Los Angeles, and all of a sudden, when you're in these, some of these bigger markets, these big cities, different yeah. opportunities open up. And that's why I always tell people, like, I'm envious of the players that get to play in New York City or Washington, D.C. If you don't take right. advantage of those opportunities, you here in Los Angeles, you don't take advantage of these opportunities. What are you, what are you really doing? You only can exactly. play football for so long. Exactly. Like, well, like, like I said, we were, me and you would talk all the time, and I'm like, I was yeah. happy when I saw you at the network. Like, bro, like this is what you're supposed to do with this opportunity. Not only are you exactly millions and millions of people, there's connections here in these cities that can, you know, take care of you forever. And I, I mean, you know, you got a lot of young dudes that don't think like that, right? And it was just good, like right. I said, good to see you take advantage of that because it's important. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of tried to set up my retirement as well, man. I. I Got the gym going here. Um, my studio is in the gym. I had this going. We finna start year three, so I kind of got this going before I got done. And and I, I called myself. I I mean, 
like I said, I didn't know I was going to do the media until, until really I got to L.A. So that was like another thing that's on my plate before I was retired. So I kind of just tried to set that thing up, man, and, 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 and make that transition as smooth as possible, man. Uh, I be talking to I be talking to TJ yeah. a lot about the transition and stuff, man. What he got going? You know, he got a couple businesses and stuff going. You still keep up with TJ, right? It's Kenfolk, right? Yeah. All, all, hey, that's that's my family, man. We, I mean, people. I tell people that's my cousin because we grew up two two three streets away from each other. But yeah, we close. That's like my little brother, right? Yeah. Um, I thought he look 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 to this day. I thought he really was your cousin. I'm, that's why I said it's your Kenfolk, right? Blood can't yeah. make us any closer. We we talk can't all the make time, you no closer, so, baby. I, I mean, I always check on them because you know, I, I yeah. know, like, it's important. Once football is done, it's like you got to find your purpose, right? Yeah. If you don't have a purpose, life can kind of go left to right and kind of, you know, mess you up. So yep. we try to check in on them just to make sure because it, it's important. Like, we grew up together. We played football together, yeah. right? Are y'all 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 close in age? Did y'all play together like in high school? Uh, yeah, he was a sophomore. My uh, no, he was a junior. We're a year apart, so. My my senior, he played. We played varsity football together, and then we played a little oh, yeah. pop Warner together. So that's my man. De La Salle, De La Salle. Tell me about De La Salle, man. Is, is, is they running everything? They run everything in uh, high school football. Not me. I mean, L.A. has this new rule where they can bring kids in for anywhere in the state. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's that Texas high shit. That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, that's that Texas shit. Like that's what Prom doing out here, Wasty. Oh, I know. Prom got what? cranked up. <laughs> if, it's, if it's if it's legal, you do it. So. Daylight, I always tell people, like, you send your kid there because they get a mindset, right? Like, right. one thing for me, uh, going there, when it happened, it, it opened my eyes to a brand new world. I, we came, me and TJ grew up in a city called Antioch. Uh, Antioch yeah. produced Taiwan Jones, uh, Sterling Moore, Tehran. We got, like, five or six other cats that came out that have played, um, yeah. older dudes, too. But it was a small city, and you didn't know much about it. it we just were in our bubble. When you go to De La right. Salle, you get to meet kids that, you know, uh, parents run own Jamba Juice or parents own this. You get to see a different world, which like opens your eyes. But then mm -hmm. it's the work ethic they make you they make you put in. Like I remember my first my uh, first time working out on varsity was with DJ Williams, who played in Miami. He was number one, like number one recruit. Yeah, number period. One recruit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about DJ. Yeah. So I I thought I was good. I was like I'm way better than these cats. I need to come up here and play first. <laughs> throwing up, can't finish. He talking crazy to me. And he was like, they don't care how talented you are here. You got to outwork everybody. Right. And so that, that ended up being your mindset going forward. And so that pushed, that propelled me to go to college where I went to UCLA and I took that mindset to the league, right? And that's how you become successful. But it was, it, it's more of a mindset. The teachers are on you. They don't let you settle for mm -hmm. 2.0 is not good enough to play football there, right? For those teachers, you got to get right. 2.0 or above. You got to be competitive in the classroom. Um, when you go places, you represent not just yourself and your family, the school, right? And so they they do a great job of like really molding you into to being a better young man than anything. And, and it's important. Like my my two boys are gonna go there, um, and I'm excited about that. Hopefully, my I, I'm trying to talk to the coach because I'm like my oldest is 12, and I say, hey, in three years he needs to be on varsity as a freshman. We ain't, we ain't Straight up. no games. He ready Straight to go. up. So we'll see yeah. how do it. But it's, it's, you know, it's just a different mindset. And all them dudes that we went to school with, I still talk to every day. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody goes their own separate path. When we get back together and have a good, you know, dinner or go to a bar or whatever, it's, it's a great family, uh, family deal. So I always try to tell people like, that is what makes it so special. 
right? You we won a ton of games. Yes, that's awesome. But mm-hmm. the the blood, sweat, and tears that you put in in the summertime, the you know you know the different situations we get in together and we figure it out through adverse uh, adversity. Right. It makes you closer. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And De La Salle, they pretty they pretty straight still right now, right? Yeah, yeah. They go to the still got some going. They just lose to every year, right? Or uh, oh yeah. You hear about them? That's that's what's up, man. That's what's up. We uh we going through it right now with our kids, me and my brother, uh, our kids, and you know the little group of kids who they at that age now. They starting high school. They freshmen, man. We sent them over with George Teague. You know George Teague? Yeah, the safety. Yeah. Yeah, we George Teague, the head coach out here at a private school called John Paul. You know what I'm saying? And they. They turning he turning that program around. First year I think they won two games. Next year they went to state, lost in state in taps. You know what I'm saying? That's the wow. that's the league. So yeah, we sent our boys over there, man. They got Michael Myers on the D line. Remember Michael Myers from the Cowboys? Yeah. He coaching D line. Uh, 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 Givens, uh, David Givens, the old coordinator, wide out man. He got some NFL guys over there too. So I'm like, man, let's send our boys over there. Let them get that good coaching. But yeah, man, that that's environment is super important, man. You know what I'm saying? Just like you said, teaching them got teaching them kids how to be better young men, how to work, how to work uh, for first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. You got to got to learn that. If you if you want to play college football, I think that's one of the most important things that you got to know before you go. But this on, on on the show, I always ask like what you think what you think is one of the the our little group is 2,500 guys in the NFL, right? At a time. What's the one thing, what's the one trait that all those guys got or one trait that you think is most important to get there? So I, I think from, it's just two steps. I think from high school to college is hard work, right? You're learning how to work hard. Right. You're learning your body. You, you know, you're lifting weights, all those things. When you get to college, you learn, you if you go to a, a really good college, right? So my this is, I'll tell you my freshman year, what my staff was. Kyle Shanahan was a GA. Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy was a running back coach. Tom Cable was the offensive line coach. John Embry is that was the tight end receiver coach. Uh, all of those, those four dudes alone are all big names in the NFL, right? The head coach right. is Carl Durrell, who's at uh, Colorado now. Um, we had like some big name dudes, and they taught me how to study tape. That's the thing that separates cats in the league. Everyone's mm-hmm. talented. Everyone, for the most part, works hard. They know how to work out on your own, do all that stuff. But what separates you in the NFL is how do you study? Do you study your right. opponent? Do you know, um, like, I'll give you a great example. When I, my fr- my rookie year, we're playing the Dolphins, and uh, Zach Thomas is the linebacker, probably go to the Hall of Fame. And yep. we're watching tape, and my running back coach goes, what do you notice? And I'm, I'm looking, and I'm like, it's something weird about him, but I can't tell. So we're watching a blitz tape. Every time he had his hands on his knees, he was blitzing. Right. Every time his hands weren't on his knees, he wasn't coming. So I knew in protection and pass plays, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, bro, listen, I, I'm ready to go. I had a jump on. Um, and there's little stuff like that. Like, I know you find stuff about wide receivers. Or I'll give, mm-hmm. you a, I'll give you another example. We were playing Ray Lewis. And when I played him in 2008, I was like, okay, Ray's about 270 pounds. He coming downhill. All right. So in the run game, I got I know if I get a little bit of space, I can make a miss because he was a little stiffer than he was older. Yeah. He wasn't the same. But if I catch him in the hole, I'm gonna have to give him a dead leg and spin because he's gonna just blow me up. But as I continue to watch tape, I'm like, uh-oh, I know how I can get him. I just gotta wiggle my shoulders because he'll sit on his heels and I can run him over. Right. So throughout the course of that game, I'm playing the game within the game because I studied tape on him 
and I figured right. out what his like some of the things that he was dealing with or couldn't handle. Um, and that's what I've recognized when I talk to other people. Learning how to study tape and and study yourself, learning your like self scouting, all those things. That's what separates you. Everybody in the NFL is good. Right. Everybody can catch and run and jump, cover, tackle, but being that step ahead of everyone and understanding that yeah. if a defense is in, um, if a safety doesn't rotate early enough and getting that that B gap like he's supposed to, I can just go right. back to that B gap. Me and him, I got enough room to make a miss. We could take it to the house. So exactly, it was just it was just studying that tape, man, and, and understanding um, that with the hard work and studying yourself in the offseason and studying your opponents, you can get an advantage. And then you know, I, I just wasn't blessed and fortunate enough to play on a. You know, I, I love the dudes I played with. We just didn't win enough, right? Right. But I learned a lot, though, from those dudes because, you know, I played with guys of the likes of, like, Sammy Knight and Fred Taylor, uh, Aaron Glenn, who's the DB coach for mm-hmm. Saints. Like, oh, I know Aaron yeah, Glenn. AG, AG showed me how he was like – I was like, how do, def- how, def- how do defenses study offenses? He was like, this, 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 and this. So I'm like, I'm going to put that in the back of my mind, the toolbox, because now I know what the right. DB's thinking – in certain situations, right? So you just continue to learn as much as you can. Um, but yeah, hard work from high school to college, college to the pros is all tape. You got to be able to study right. your opponent and know your opponent inside now. Had that had that advantage, right? Cause look, I I look at my look myself for example, right? I I came out the gate in the in the league, four picks. Next year, five picks. Next year, six picks. Right? I ain't watch no tape after work. I'm gone. Right. I'm, I'm gone. I'm chilling, but. You look at the what's hidden behind those stats is how many touchdowns I gave up my rookie year, how many touchdowns. I used to give up a lot of plays, right? So then I got to New England, and that's where my tape, that's where my iPad, they started not giving out CDs to go home. They started giving out iPads, right? So I'm like, all right, this, this make more sense. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm more likely to watch it on his iPad. So, and then I cared so much about performing good for Bill Belichick, man. I started studying guys, studying guys. So... My play from New England on, I started still getting interceptions. You still get four or five picks. You know what I'm saying? You still do that. But what I give up started to come down, 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 man. And uh, it was all because I'm like, oh, oh, dig right here. I, I started to know stuff before it happened, man. And that cranked my play up. I say it ain't cranked my stats up, but it cranked up what I give up. It cranked that shit up to the max, man. And uh, uh, one little example, like you said, we had a beat on, on on Frank Gore one time. So Frank Gore, Frank Gore used to look left to right. <laughs> He'd look left to right when it was a when it was a pass. He'd just do like this the whole time and look left to right. So he told the whole defense, we'd be like this, pass, pass, pass. The DNs, the DNs, it was their job. Throw your hand up like this if it's a pass. And don't do nothing if it's a run. Man, we killed them. <laughs> I mean, cause we cause we just had a bead on the tape. You know what I'm saying? We just had the advantage. We had the upper hand. So you're right about that, man. Just, But how many guys do that, though, in college? How many guys start studying in college to try to get there? I, so nowadays, I think it's completely different. Maybe Alabama, you know, maybe you get a little bit of Georgia because they have pro-style guys. I think yeah. college now has kind of changed to being their own entity. They want to be – they don't want to be the farm system for the league anymore. They want to make right. their own money, right? Um, Hell, yeah. But I got to tell you this. So I was calling a game against the Rams. I was calling the Rams game. You guys were playing the Eagles. And I was telling people, I'm like – I'm like – I know a keep. I played against him. I know he studies tape. Like one of these times, he gonna jump a route, and I I think it was Nick Foles <laughs> try to throw an out route. And I don't know what coverage y'all were in, but you came was off the ball and you snatched it. And I was like, I kept trying to tell people. I don't know why they keep throwing to his side. When we used to play, y'all, I used to be like, hey, 
we could test him once or twice early to see if he's on his game. But if he yeah. gets a pick or a bat down, like let's just go to the other. Like, there's certain <laughs> about that, right? Right. But, um, like I just again back to the cause thing. I just think like a lot of coaches in cause they don't really harp on their kids getting better. It's more about running plays and getting the best athlete and getting the athlete in space, right? And receivers do a good job because they understand coverages and those type of things. But what I've seen from a lot of positions like offensive linemen, running backs, and some quarterbacks in situations, they don't have that study. They don't have that knowledge of the game. And so when you get mm-hmm. the league, you're set back because you don't know how to watch tape or you don't understand. You're still learning. Yeah, you're, you're learning. You don't understand the fits of the defense. Um, and so, like you said, like you don't understand how to get a beat on someone because people tell you, I, I promise you, people tell you everything. If you mm-hmm. just watch tape, tape tells you mm-hmm. whole nine. The Rams, they had a beat on the Niners, right? And they knew on second down, if, if number two went in motion, 100% run. Mm-hmm. Like they knew it, right? <laughs> yeah. So when you know that, you only get tackles for loss. Like that's just how yeah, it Exactly. Goes. That's how I go. That's how I go. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. That tape, that's, that's, that's the difference. That's the difference between all pros and, and regular players. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what people ask. What tape do? What watching film? That's the difference between being all pro or being just you know a good DB in the league. You know what I'm saying? Do you watch tape of your? Uh, so I, I it's funny. Do you watch? Did you watch tape of your your call again on the game? Oh, of course. I woke. I got home. First thing I did was boop. Went in the theater. Chopped it up with the kids. Let them go to bed. Boom. I'm on it. Let me hear how I did. I need to hear everything. You know what I'm saying? I immediately and then I wrote some stuff down man I asked a couple questions and I'm ready for the next one so you were a little ahead so, of me in that one my 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 first year calling the radio I wasn't really listening and then my my producer was like in the league did you watch your tape after you performed I'm like yeah took notes everything do the same thing here right? yeah yeah that's real smart. learn yourself and then get better and I was like so every after every game uh, I'll get the tape probably like on Tuesday and then I'll just plug it in, sit in the bed, listen to the call, watch. I'll try to watch the game on TV again or on Game Pass. And I'll just I'll just be like, okay, this is what it's looking like. This is what it's sounding like. Okay, I can be better here. I can be more descriptive there. Yeah. I can be I can be witty here, funny there. And you right. learn to get better with the reps, man. But it's yep. it's like anything in life, right? Like the more reps you do, the more you study yourself, the better you become. Yeah, I used to do that in, in real football, though, man. I used to come home from the game, and me and my brother and all the homies there, first thing I'm going to do, I'm, I got to put the TV copy on, man. While we eating and stuff, I'm going to watch the TV copy, and I'm going to see, like, what the guys were saying about me, the good, the bad, the, how much love did they show me. So when I call the game, I'm like, I immediately got to I gotta see that. I, did I get it right? Did I get the coverages right? Did I, you know what I'm saying? Was I on point? I, I That was the first thing I did, though. Seriously, I came home, and. Check it out. Grade it myself immediately. <laughs> that's, Got to. That's what you have to do. And, and so I, I think, like, for any players that watch this, because you do have a big following of guys that watch this, whatever you do, especially if you go on the media side, you got to watch yourself. You got to, like, when you're on TV, you got to know your mannerisms, how you're moving. Like, exactly. Do you put your hands in your pocket? Yeah, where to put your hands in? Yeah. <laughs> All that shit. Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, like, you're going to look funny on TV. And then, the other right. thing is, I love my homeboys because they'll text me like, oh, bro, you look funny today, bro. Like, <laughs> why are you looking like that? Or why'd you do this, right? So I'll be like, let me go yeah. back and watch it real quick. And you yeah. gotta have thick skin, but it's good because if you want to continue on this path, right, you got to be better at it. So it, it, You got to get coached. You got to get critiqued. Yeah, every day. 
Exactly, man. That's what's up. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great! Exclamation point. FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? Uh, FanDuel Fantasy is an easy app to use. That's why I use it. I like that you can pick a new team every game. And uh, I like competing for cash payouts because cash payouts are fun. FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match of up to $500 when you make your first deposit. Go to FanDuel.com slash Cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. FanDuel, more ways to win. Yeah, so MJ, you've been part of some big programs, man. Like we said, we talked about Dallas Howe. We ain't talk about UCLA that much, but we already know UCLA, Jacksonville. Man, what was the what was the team out of all three of them levels of football? Which one had like that vibe that one of them teams? You, I never forget this team. Like for me, just example for me, it was that our Super Bowl team, man. Just that 2015 that Broncos team, man. When I tell you, we all had our own codes to Von Crib. Like we can go over there and at any moment. It was 15 to 20 guys at Von Crib in the basement at all times, man. So that team was just like the most, the closest team I ever been a part of from high school, college, anything, man. Our vibe was just different. And I think that played a big part in our success. Well, for you, man, what which one of your teams had that that major vibe like I mean, that? I had three. It was each level. It was a uh, 2001 at De La Salle. Yeah. Uh, we, that team was, it was crazy. Like, that was your senior year? That was my junior year. And we played okay. Long Beach Poly, Mercedes Lewis on their team, Darnell yeah. Bean. They had like 20 dudes go Division One, But it was weird because I, I measured our success off of how hard we worked, right? The coach never right. had to tell us. No one was ever late that year. No one missed anything. Like, you didn't have to say – you didn't have to look at your boy and be like, are you working hard enough? You knew that dude was pushing himself to the limit every day, right? Right. Um. But what also made that that special is uh, we all went out one night, right? And uh, TJ was there uh, at this, <laughs> this little nightclub, and one of our dudes got into a scuffle with a guy. And before I could turn and get to the dude, twenty of us was on him. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, that made that made me feel good. Yeah, like, that make you feel some type of way. Know, yeah, I was like, okay, I like, we got, I like this. We're gonna be all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. In college, it was two thousand five. And the story, what happened was my, it hurt, it happened a year before my freshman year. We were, after we had, we lost, we won, we were six and one, then we lost six straight. Um, we get in the off season. I was upset because we weren't working hard. It wasn't what I was used to coming from De La. And mm-hmm. we had like this senior tell like, like you aren't working hard. You're not working hard, but he was walking around the track while we were running because he had got yeah. hurt. And at De La, they have a rule. If you hurt, you don't talk. Like, right. <laughs> you don't get to say nothing. Like, right. your job is to get back on the field, and then you can start talking. So I kind of took that mindset, and uh, I remember me and the guy got started barking at each other. And so I got in the locker room that day. Me and the guy kind of were, like, nose-to-nose. And I told the whole team, I'm like, listen, either you're going to do it our way as freshmen, or you're going to do it this way, and then we're just going to scuffle every day. We're just going to scrap every day, pretty much. Like, right, we're, right. come over this side. And so uh, majority of the team came over, a couple guys didn't want to do it. They got roughed up a little bit. But two years later, that whole culture that we created that year um, in 2003, 2005, we ended up going 10 and two, right? We ended up being like number four or five ranked in the country um, because everyone bought in, like you said, like 
you no one cats was just walking into dudes dorm rooms and we were always together we were always eating dinner at yeah. the same time like everything vibed together at that point yeah and then when i got to football when i got to the, the national football league and I'm, I'm in jacksonville it was 2007 and uh we used to have uh they called it uh rookie tuesdays and it'd be at a rookie's yeah. house everyone would come over we'd gamble you know watch tv hang out you know just have a good get together and yeah. uh, we tried to keep that tradition going after but that 2017 man we should have went to the super bowl like we should have won uh, won it all we we were right there in new england we had them beat right uh one play away but what i loved about it was John Henderson opened a club. We'd always meet at the club on Sunday after the games, right? We went 11 and five that year, beat Pittsburgh twice in Pittsburgh. Um, but it was a family type atmosphere. Hell yeah. And what, but what broke us apart was money, right? We needed guys to get paid. They didn't get paid. They ended up paying guys from the outside that ruined it. But that year was special, man. Like I remember Fred would call me like, Hey man, where you at? We over here, we doing our thing. You need to come on. I'd be like, I, it, here I come. Here I come. Here I like, come like, right now. Yes. It was like it was important Tell for us you. to be together. Like you said, it was it was important for us to get together and just break bread, talk. And it would be less about football, but more about life. And so Yeah. You know, just those about the whatever. Three, the three the three seasons that come to mind. But that 2017, like, we had it. And we just we just messed it up right at the end. But it, it was great times. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I like you said, I we used to have them too. They call, hey. Bruh, we over here talking about, bruh, I just hear the vibe over there. Like, man, I'm finna come over there, man, baby. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm, I'm out of there, yeah. All right, I'll be back. That's what's up, man. So, with all the success that you done had, man, you know what I'm saying? De La Salle, UCLA, NFL, man, NFL Network, Analyst, everything you got going, radio, man. What you say, what you what you hang your hat on, man? What's like your your biggest, your MJD's biggest accomplishment, man? What, what you stand on? You know, I, I think, for me, it was showing people in our hometown that it's okay to get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that was the most important thing for me. And it was less about, you know, going to the league and stuff like that, but it was okay to get out, get out of Antioch. Cause a lot of people in our hometown, it's small stay time there, to stay huh? there. And TJ can yeah. tell you, they just stay there, right? They don't like the yeah. And so it's funny. I don't know if you, uh, there's, there's a cat named Real Simba who did a rap on the leakers the other day. And he was like, yeah. I'm from Antioch, right? And it made me, uh -huh. even though he's 10 years younger than me, you never heard of people represent our city that way. Um, right. And so it's less about the NFL network and, and all the accolades, more about there's little kids from that town that saw us do what we did and they saw it was possible to get out of there and be something bigger than yeah. what, you know, if it was working at Albertsons or whatever they do in that town, it was bigger than that. And so to see like uh, Lewis Belt, the comedian, um, see different, different guys take different avenues to get out and get out and, and be successful. And be successful. That, was, that yeah. to me is that that if and I wouldn't say I started it. I feel like I helped, but yeah. to see that is like you know we did it the right way, right? We did right. everything the right way. So um, it, it's that, that's I think that's more important than anything is that guys. You know, I talked to the quick story. I saw I went to go see Lewis uh, do a comedy show the other night, and he was like, "To be honest with you, I never knew you. My brother was five years younger than you. He used to tell us about you." Yeah. Like, he was like, but because of you, I felt like I could go places and do things. Right. And to me, I was like, that's an accomplishment right there. I'm standing on that. That's exactly what I wanted to know. Yeah. Look, that's you. That, that answered the question completely right there. That's 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 what I want to know. It, for me, for me, say that I think it's being drafted in the first round, just because 
Man, like I said, me and my brother, we super fanatics, super fans about the NFL, man. And we always say, we going to the NFL, we doing this, we doing this, man. So I think when I got drafted, I probably was happier than I, when I won the Super Bowl. Then when I told I was a pro bowler or all pro, all that shit. Just that day right there, it just changed the dynamics of my family forever. You know what I'm saying? And then you look at what we got, what we got 12 years later, 13 years later. The stuff that we got going now, like, you know what I'm saying? Is it is up? You know what I'm saying? It was that's that's what I stand on. That's my biggest accomplishment ever, man. But MJD, I ain't gonna hold you, baby. You know what I'm saying? I know. I see, you got the NFL Network backdrop. You know what I'm saying? Look like you on your way to work right now. You know what I'm saying? I work a little <laughs> bit later. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get in the lab and uh and do what you do. You on? You be on Total Access? What you do for NFL Network? Yeah, so uh, I do a little bit of Total Access. I do fantasy. Um. Oh, yeah, the fantasy show. I for sure be yeah. tuned in on that. I, hey, I see you be doing your fantasy on your podcast. Yeah, you I, I, I watch your ass. Look, I watch your ass, and I get a good rundown, and then I do my show. Hey, you know what I'm saying? all good, man. It, it, it looks <laughs> So I do that. Um, I do probably pretty much a lot of the other shows there as well. Got to start looking at the scouting for the um, college season's about to come up, combine season's coming up. Oh, yeah. Fast, so I got to start scouting there. For I have rent. to ask you one question, though. Yeah. We got to the Super Bowl with the Rams. What was that like, man? Like to, to go with a different team? It was it was dope, man. It was my second one, so I was more calm this time, man. I already as soon as we went, boom, wifey handled everything. She had it all going. I felt like I took the 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 preparation of the game a lot more serious, man. I ain't partying and do all that. I was locked in. And we played good on defense. Wait, it was just out. it was it was it was a weird game, bro. It was just like both offenses was like nervous at the beginning to me. That's what it looked like. I'm like, man, I ain't even seen Tom Brady play like this before. You know what I'm saying? The interception he threw, it was just unlike Tom, man. I'm like, man, both offenses just like a little jittery right now, man. We we felt like we had one bad series. It was a touchdown. But overall, man, it was it was it was a lot calmer for me than my first one was. The first one, I was the like all over the place, man. We gotta do this, man. We gotta do this. Call these people. Get these tickets. Get some cars, man. Should we get a crib? Should we do this? I. But by the second time, I had a nice rundown, man. And and that win for me, that if I would have won that second one, that would have been number two on my list as as my all time accomplishments. I wanted that shit so bad, MJD. I wanted that second hey, one bad, bad. I ain't gonna man. lie I, to you. I wanted it too because I didn't win one as a player, but as an analyst. On radio, you get a ring too. I was gonna be like, Woo! <laughs> I'm telling you, but it's gonna be on. But definitely, man, it was, it was, it was. That was a heartfelt loss, boy. I was, I ain't sleep for two days after that, man. It was, it was, it was hard on everybody, man. It was look against the goat too. It was against the goat too. I would have had a tip against Tom. I'm like, oh man, but yeah, we lost that thing. But man, it was, it was, it was, it was less fun than my first one. It was less fun because I, I. I, I made it a business trip the second time around. Shit, I wish I would have handled it like my first one. We might have won that motherfucker. Yeah, it wasn't, but like you said, it wasn't you, man. Y'all were balling, but I appreciate you, man, like, uh, for getting me on the podcast, bro. You, Like I said, you killing it, bro. And I I, I love seeing that. Uh, our battles were awesome, what we did in preseason. Hell yeah. Our battles were Hell good. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, man, keep it going, because it, it's always good to see guys that I, I've become befriended throughout the league to do well after so for sure i appreciate it man y'all y'all check y'all check mjd out man follow him on uh instagram at mjd twitter too the same right uh instagram twitter is at, uh m.jonesdrew32 
I'm trying there to get at MJD, but we fighting Instagram for it right hey, now. Hey, that Twitter, Twitter cold though. Twitter, follow him on Twitter at MJD, man. That's that's one of the hardest names out there. You know what I'm saying? I NFL Network analyst, man. Maurice Jones Drew, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate it, bro. For sure. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.